Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we go deep into mining news, hot topics, and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International and Mining International Executive, a leading global mining recruitment and headhunting agency. Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the mining podcast. And today's guest is Sonia Scarcelli, who's the vice president of BHP Metal Exploration and BHP Explore, uh, which uh, is a global accelerator program targeting innovative early stage mineral exploration companies to find the critical resources necessary to drive the energy transition. Um, Sonia is a highly experienced geologist um having worked in both the oil and gas and mining industries um and has been with bhp for over a decade um so he's going to talk about um the global exploration market um also obviously talk about the bhp explore program um and a lot around uh the junior uh mining junior mining space um and obviously at the moment it's a pretty uh, difficult landscape so um, there's obviously a lot to talk about. Uh, Son's also going to be at the uh, attending the Europe's largest mining event, which is resourcing tomorrow, uh, formerly known as Mines and Money, uh, which is taking place in London on the 28th to 30th of November, uh, which is in a in probably a, a few weeks' time. Uh, where there's a great it's a great platform for the entire uh, value chain, uh, fostering learning. Uh, there's lively debates and providing some valuable networking opportunities. So I encourage you who's listening to go and get your, your tickets. Um, and you can access that via um, looking at the, the show notes, the company's podcast, or if you're looking at the, on the YouTube channel, which is below, um, there's also a discount code there. Uh, so you can get some discounts on those tickets. So go ahead and go and get your tickets now. Um, and as I said, Sonia's going to be speaking there. So that's welcome, Sonia, to the podcast. How are you doing, Sonia? I'm very good, Rob. Thank you very much for having me today on the podcast. And I appreciate your appreciate your time as well. We were speaking off air. And I know how, how busy you are. So really appreciate your time. So as we always start these podcasts off, just wondering if you can uh, tell us a little bit about your, your career, your background. Um, a lot of people like like this part of the episode um apart from it's the start but it's good to ne- let everyone know um, a little bit about the guests and sometimes may say things that are not necessarily out there or even being spoken about so uh, i hand over to you to tell us a little bit about yourself yes absolutely thanks rob um as you mentioned before uh, i have a geological background uh, i um I've been having a quite an interesting career on my life. I moved uh, quite a bit uh, around the world uh, and done quite a few different things. Uh, as you pick from my accent, uh, I'm definitely an English speaker. That's not my uh, natural language. I, I'm born and raised in Italy, and that's where I did uh, my master in geology. From um, as I completed my master in geology, I did have a, a little bit of uh, time and experience uh, in Spain for a year, uh, where uh, I dipped down in some geological uh, aspect uh, and uh, worked at the University of Barcelona. And after that, I had a very interesting step into a very cool project where I worked uh, on a research project that was with the European Space Agency and uh, with NASA. And I was looking at Mars. 
And that was uh, fascinating for me, how you can, from remote sensing technique, build the entire geology of uh, a new planet. From there, I, um, I moved into uh, Switzerland to do my PhD at ATH, where I doubled down in uh, big picture thinking. I've always been fascinated uh, by tectonics, uh, geodynamics. So I spent a couple of years uh, working on my PhD. And as I completed that, uh, I decided it was a time for me to do a change on my career. Instead of uh, continuing in academia, I uh, decided to actually join the oil and gas industry. And I uh, started with ExxonMobil um, in UK, which was uh, very great for me because I was, was completely new. I never done any of that. I didn't even know what it was, uh, oil and gas. And now you get to, from an idea generation in geology down to a commercial project. So I quite enjoyed uh, to step into that space and new learning opportunity. And I, I had a brief period in London and then I moved to Norway where I spent um, uh, roughly a year and a half working on the North Sea. At that time of my career was uh, uh, Actually, I, I got given by Axon an amazing opportunity to do an MBA at London Business School through the ExxonMobil MBA. And for me, it was, um, was a clear stepping stone of my future career where I married the technical with more of the business, the commercial and the financial. So how you take a very great uh, uh, geology, uh, geological opportunities, ideas, uh, and making into uh, investment decision, uh, bring for, forward an investment, and how that look like uh, within uh, within a company strategy and within a company portfolio. So uh, I have putting together and connecting the two things that was uh, was something that really stick with me and remain with me throughout my career. I um I spent then uh, um, after Norway I moved to United States so a little bit of uh, going around with the company and um, I spent a couple of years uh, working a multiple project uh, my my role uh, has always been um, uh, changing quite a, a fast pace I don't think they have been uh, in any role more than a year and a half. So I had a, a quite uh, fast career uh, from that respect. Uh, and I, I was uh, privileged uh, enough to, to be on this uh, great training program with Axon. And I worked from uh, production and development, research, exploration. So across the value chain of oil and gas, which was great. And, and pro I had projects everywhere. I worked in Papua New Guinea, Southeast Asia, Kurdistan, Argentina, Colombia. So there was a lot of um, variability on what we were doing. Then from uh, Exxon, I decided to move to BHP, where I spent over a decade. And that's where I started my first uh, leadership roles early on. I joined the oil and gas uh, uh, asset uh, of BHP. I used to call it petroleum as a part of our uh, internal uh, um, uh, portfolio. And it was really interesting for me because the, the petroleum part of the organization was going through restructuring and changes uh, and challenges. And I, I saw that being an amazing opportunity to actually have the ability to bring in something new, to do things differently. And I was given the space to do that. Um, and and I, I did that through different leadership team. One of the roles I enjoyed the most uh, was uh, uh, leading um, our exploration in Trinidad and Tobago, deep water. There was uh, the first uh, ultra deep water uh, exploration activity in the region of Trinidad and Tobago. The closest well we had was uh, 200 kilometers, so it was a true wildcat uh, 
exploration and uh, we had a very um, tight timeline on the licenses uh, only for uh, for a couple of for a f five years uh, licenses and uh, i think we had nine well commitment so something enormous and no data so we had to do everything in a very fast way and and also drill um, in a very safe um, way in an area that uh, we didn't have much information so i do really enjoy that experience because we had to think differently we had to work in parallel between regulatory approval and framework building capabilities acquiring data and deciding where to drill and uh, we ended up uh, becoming a top 10 percentile in the industry on executing this type of activities and we drilled the first while which i'm really proud of because we also had a discovery so all in all, great experience. Through that, I uh, my last role in petroleum uh, was leading our global exploration uh, for petroleum, and that's prior to um, to divest uh, the, the petroleum business. Where then I decided to remain with the BHP and moving into the to our mining uh, divisions. If I have to reflect back on my petroleum experience, uh, I um I. I always uh, say that uh, I was privileged in the way that uh, each role I had helped me build both the technical capabilities uh, as well as the commercial capabilities. And the two things have been always uh, married together. And then uh, I had the opportunity to get uh, bigger and bigger teams and also working more and more um, um, across the enterprise and understanding at the enterprise level how a large organization like uh, BHP function. And all of this uh, really helped to build um, very strong leadership capabilities uh, and uh, and bring that back, uh, especially now onto something like Explore. My last two years have been uh, extremely exciting, uh, fast pacing. I uh, I joined the mining side of um, of BHP. That's where I uh, uh, created and executed um, the Explore program, the first um, accelerator in uh, in the mining industry. And it's been a stellar success. I'm absolutely proud of it. And as uh, has two months ago, I stepped into the role of um, the vice president uh, for uh, mineral exploration. And now I can see really bringing together both explore and, uh, and metal exploration. And just looking forward to the, the great thing uh, to come. Yeah, great. Thank you, Sonia, for that. Um, before we speak about the uh, BHP Explorer program, uh, I suppose I want to talk about the exploration space at the moment. Um, and we're off, obviously, we're off the back of an era with a lot of underinvestment in mineral exploration. Where do you see the future of exploration heading? Um, and as a, and obviously as a leader, how are you shaping the future of exploration at BHP? This is a great question because it really set the context of what we have today. So today um, we have a, a clear increase in demand of mineral resources, especially the critical mineral resources. But we also have a, a undersupply of those resources. And the undersupply is simply due to the fact that historically, in the past 20 years, the trend of investing in exploration, both from uh, investing in new opportunities and unlocking in new opportunities, as well as in technologies, uh, they can accelerate our exploration, just went down. And so the consequence is, uh, is that uh, we haven't had uh, any large discovery in the last uh, 20 years of uh, resources such as uh, copper and nickel. We haven't found uh, and replaced uh, 
big mines like Escondida or, um, or Olympic Dam. That's just haven't happened. And, um, and so the challenge uh, and the opportunity we are facing uh, with exploration is uh, getting into a period where uh, we're a little bit dry on what is out there in the market that we can go and step in and buy. And uh, we haven't developed the technologies and the capabilities uh, that uh, we need uh, going forward to unlock more resources. And now is a pivot point. It's a pivotal because the demand is just increasing. It's not stopping. And so the, the role of exploration is really to reinvent themselves, to, to reinvent ourselves uh, today to be able to deliver uh, what is needed in the, in the mid and the long term by the increased demand. So how do we do that in exploration for BHP? To me, there are three clear areas that I want to double down. The first one is a partnership and collaborations. The partnership and the collaboration, whether it is with our peers to unlock larger regions potential or to the juniors through Explore to have this concept of a crowdsourcing exploration externally is a partnership between the private and the public there is increased demand, but there is also increased country tension um, around the mining and opening mining. And there are also a lot of the country where we're looking for potential. They have challenges from above ground point of view. So how we're partnering with the government to actually work together to solutions that are uh, sustainable for countries, but can also can accelerate the resources. And so that is a big one. The, the other big area of development is the technologies. We have been lagging on bringing forward the new technologies to unlock a deeper potential to accelerate our exploration activities and the development itself. So we're partnering both with the industry, but also looking outside to a different ecosystem. It could be oil and gas, but it could be other infrastructure heavy type of industry that can help us to that. It could be technology in the sense of uh, IT, Silicon Valley, or now we can uh, analyze the data faster. And it could be with the space uh, uh, type of industry that they are looking at remote sensing technique to, to image better. Um, so the, the ecosystem is much bigger than what we're looking, but definitely technology is gonna be a big unlocker. And lastly, is talent. We are seeing a, a massive scarcity in uh, talent uh, development. So how we are partnering uh, with the universities, uh, with academia to develop the next generation of talent. And how does this, and how does the talent look like? The talents that we needed in the past are not the talents that we're needing in the future. And so how we're, we're creating that today. Um, how do you see the uh, electrification and uh, energy transition um influencing the future of mineral exploration i think the electrification and uh, the energy transition uh, it is uh, one of our main drivers in terms of uh, acceleration and why i see that uh, demand of resources has always been quite a consistent and constant through years uh, based on what was needed from uh, uh, supply point of view. But as we are looking at the energy transition, uh, we are shifting uh, the energy supply from uh, fossil fuel uh, type of uh, 
resources, so oil and gas and coal, into um, a renewable type of resources. And those renewable type of resources, first of all, to build those um, wind cells, those uh, sorry, wind turbine, those solar panel, um, modular nuclear um, type of um, industries. All of these will require a lot more mineral resources that's been required in the past. Then electric vehicles will require them a much larger amount of copper and nickel, the copper that wires the, the, the electric vehicles itself, and the nickel that goes in the batteries, the lithium that goes in the batteries. So we will need more resources across all the value chain of the new energy transition. We'll need at least three times the amount of copper that we're using today by 2030, and similar number are for nickel. I mean, this is daunting because we don't have a supply and an output of this amount today. And so that's what is definitely driving for looking for new resources. The new resources we're looking, they have to have the right quality, they have to have the right grade. The work we are doing has to be done in a very sustainable way. So we need to leave the place better than when we arrive in terms of mining the resources. But nevertheless, we need to accelerate. The trend, in, especially in exploration and development, has gone from developing, looking, discovering, exploring, and developing in 10 years, we now double down. So now it takes uh, 20 years from idea generation to um, uh, a mining uh, ready to, to produce uh, new resources. So with the, that's a definitely a negative trend because we double the time. So we need to shift that to accelerate back in a sustainable way and do that so that we can supply the resources that actually society needs for the energy transition if we want to reach the 2050 goal of net zero. Uh, I want to speak about the uh, BHP Explorer program now, and obviously there's been a lot of interest in the uh, program. I wonder if you could just share a little bit more about the program, and I suppose what are some of the, the benefits to some of these junior explorers that are that are, that are chosen to be on the program? Let me give a little bit of context first on what is an um, explorer. So I, I say the word accelerator a couple of times. Um, the accelerator concept is not something that uh, we have created um, at BHP. So the accelerator concept uh, is uh, uh, being created in uh, the tech world. And it's really a tool uh, that uh, for a long time, uh, mainly Silicon Valley has used uh, to take uh, concept uh, stage ideas um, of a startup uh, and uh, accelerate these uh, concept uh, stage ideas uh, to uh, execute executable opportunities uh, with a very clear business plan and uh, an ability to scale them up. So that's how Accelerator has been used. The other big industry they use Accelerator is actually pharmaceutical, and maybe it's more familiar to many people. For example, uh, when we were going through COVID and trying to find uh, the vaccine solution, that's how uh, Pfizer uh, looked for uh, uh, finding uh, the, the first vaccine, was to look through an accelerator model, multiple companies with the same idea, with idea for a vaccine and which one they could accelerate. So um, these two industries have been very abreast of uh, accelerating concept, uh, especially when we are looking with a lot of uncertainty of success in R&D. So we, we decided that the, um, what BHP was trying to do 
um, was uh, to expand our search space globally. We do have a global exploration team, but you can never work the globe at the same time. Otherwise, you will have to hire an impossible amount of people, and we will never have the knowledge of all the jurisdiction and the detail we need, because we need to understand the geology, but we also need to understand how to operate in those jurisdictions, and we need to understand the above ground of those jurisdictions. That is a, is a, a massive amount of work. And so we look ourselves and thought, how can we still open up uh, the search space uh, globally, but uh, doing in a way that is uh, sustainable and it doesn't require a massive in an increase uh, of our, uh, of our uh, organization. And, uh, and, and we thought about uh, unlocking a different type of partnership and a little bit doing more of a crowdsourcing uh, um, effort. And that's how the accelerator program came because we don't just want to, to look at opportunities, but we also wanted to help these companies to thrive um, as they are developing their ideas so that their ideas can lead to further partnership with ourselves, but also to further partnership in the industries. So that's how initially the accelerator concept started. And then going a little bit more into the program itself, what we, we put together and we built is a bespoke six months program where the selected candidates they are coming into the program get to spend six months to take their idea, their geologic idea and concept and maturing it, putting it in a proper technical frame and context where we, we provide them with mentorship and support and technical guidance where they need. It is a mutual agreement on what they want and what they need. And on top of that, we also support them in different areas, whether it is business and financial, operational. We provide them with the, um, uh, advisor around the HSC if they need to improve their HSC practices or if they need the stakeholder engagement, the community engagement, we put them in contact with our internal expert. Likewise, uh, if they need uh, to find the vendors for their operation, uh, we help them with that. So we really take these uh, six months um, to make uh, to, the, to accelerate their activities, uh, to make them ready to go in the field and to, to carry on uh, whatever activity it is, uh, which could go from uh, collecting data down to drilling and moving forward their opportunity. At the end of the six months, uh, all the companies in the program have received a full curriculum of health support. Their, my, my goal has always been to make their opportunity investable going forward, whether that is from VHP or other investor, it's agnostic. We want them to come out of the program with the best chance to raise the capital they need. During the program, they also get financial support. And then at the end of the program, they have the ability to look for more financial support, both at BHP and externally. Um, we ran the first um, year cohort where we had seven companies uh, part of the Explore program. And it's been a, a massive learning opportunity for both of us. We learned a lot from them as equally as, uh, as they learn from working with us. And more than anything, we built a very strong partnership with, uh, with all the seven companies. And those to me, those collaborations to me are the most valuable piece because they unlock further potential going forward. Sounds like a, a great program. Um, and considering your increased 
uh, recent investment in the junior explorer uh, space, uh, such as obviously the uh, the explorer program. What role do you see uh, juniors playing in finding uh, more discoveries? Juniors um, are um, are foot on the ground. They um, um, they have been uh, they are the companies that. Uh, not only have the the concept and the idea but they they've been uh, they've been exploring on the same area for a very long time so they understand the geology they understand the data they understand what's there and what's not there they they know how to move they they have a very clear understanding of who are the stakeholders how to engage with those stakeholders and when you think about uh, how large is the junior uh, market uh, and how many companies are out there they pretty much cover the globe so they, they have a massive uh, massive role to really keep bringing forward new ideas and, and new concepts. They also work differently compared to larger uh, enterprises. They have to be more agile. They have a more limited budget and resources. They, they need to really focus on what matters and, and what is important. They need to move at pace. They, their ideas and concept is their uh, um, is their uh, life is uh, is basically their baby. So they they need to to do their work in a way that uh, maybe part, maybe large corporation don't, and and they need to move faster than us. So we we are been learning a lot from that uh, from that space, especially on uh, running the business in a more agile and nimble way than how we are used at. Um, what's your vision for the future of mineral exploration at BHP? And, and how do you plan on leading uh, exploration towards the vision of, of the company? The, the future for exploration uh, for BHP is, uh, is shifting uh, on becoming uh, um, a leader uh, from a, a growth uh, point of view. And when I say that, uh, it's uh, around... Uh, um, three main areas that to me really matters that that we need to um, we need to to change. So the first one is really around the partnership and the collaboration. We're learning a little bit from Explorer on a proper partnership and collaboration with the junior world, but there is a need of partnership and collaboration with the large enterprises like ourselves with some of our peers. That is a, to me is a vital to unlock bigger uh, regional uh, scale uh, jurisdiction and provinces that have a potential to deliver uh, tier one assets uh, for uh, critical mineral resources. And so how we created those partnerships, those joint ventures that are mutually synergetic and, and we can learn from each other, is, it's very important and it's gonna be key going forward in the industry. The, the other big piece for, uh, for mineral exploration uh, still in the partnership is how we partner with the ecosystem. How we partner with uh, with technologies outside um, mining and uh, with uh, whether it's a Silicon Valley for uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, generative AI. That's definitely has to be on top of what we are doing to really get the most of out um, our data. That is going to be fundamental and to interpolate, integrate, uh, and look at our data set in a four-dimensional way in a much faster and consistent way. So that's going to be fundamental. It's going to be fundamental, the partnership with government. That is a foreign front, how we are promoting sustainable mining and we reframe what permitting looks like in a way that we can 
work together with the communities, but also move forward the activities. The other big piece of focus for me is going to be the talent, how we're building the next generation of talent. That is going to be a key role for exploration. We can have the best ideas, we can have the best portfolio, but if we don't have the talents to work with us and to move this forward, then, then we are not going to really be able to deliver. So that's going to be very important. And the last piece, which is a big learning from Explorer, is how we can take the same ways of working that we develop with Explorer, where we are more nimble, agile, we accelerate our ways of working into exploration. And we learn quite a lot with the Explore program on how we can be more agile, more nimble, how we can accelerate the concept in a, in a way that we are focusing on only what it matters. Fostering this mindset of learning fast, where we can have a churn of opportunities in the portfolio. We do enough work to understand if it's worth going forward or not and drop it. That's not only accelerate opportunities, but it just unlock constant resources and potential for us going forward. So all of these are going to be my key priorities for exploration in the next six months. And on the spirit of acceleration, we are really fast moving with the new strategy refresh. For, uh, for exploration, uh, the operating model, um, and executing that and starting fresh uh, in, uh, in the, at the beginning of 2024. As you mentioned, obviously, in the introduction, um, working in the petroleum in, uh, industry, what learnings have you taken uh, from being in, that in, in, in the petroleum uh, sector? Um, and what so I suppose what kind of things are you applying into the mining industry? I suppose there is a lot of there is a lot of differences and probably a lot of similarities. But what what would you say are some of the learnings and some of the things that you've brought from the petroleum industry into the mining industry? There are maybe a couple of uh, things uh, that to me um, are really important as we go forward that I want to take uh, with me. I go back to the importance of partnership and collaboration because that is a, a very a consistent way of doing exploration in the, in the oil and gas. It's a big problem to solve, it's big region to unlock, and it's a very high cost type of activities. So you often do that in a partnership. It's very unlikely that you work alone in exploration. You have the, we, we've been working in a joint venture type operate and, and partnership in, in large region. And if I think about my previous portfolio, most of my uh, activities uh, really were uh, bringing in partners uh, where we can share uh, ideas, uh, concepts, uh, capabilities, uh, as well as uh, financial resources. So that was really important. Uh, and that's something that uh, I would like to actually unlock uh, more into, into mining as well. And not just the relationship with the, with the juniors, but actually relationship and partnership with peers. The other big piece that I quite uh, um, appreciated on, on the oil and gas industry, often uh, the oil and gas industry tackle uh, um, industry challenges uh, as an industry. There wasn't an expectation that each company were finding a solution for big challenges like how to drill ultra deep water, how to image better at that. At that. A lot of those challenges were seen as industry challenges and they were often tackled and unlocked through consortia and partnership across the multiple companies. 
And that to me was uh, was really important because it was offering the collective mindset to solve a big industry problem. So I would like to see that done a little bit more into the mining sector, and that's something that I will uh, I will not just sponsor but I will encourage. And, and the last piece uh, that uh, I quite uh, liked from the, the, the oil and gas was this uh, constant building uh, ecosystem uh, with external uh, world uh, outside the industry. There were a uh, constant partnership uh, across uh, multiple other industries that we could learn. I, I remember, for example, when we were thinking about uh, portfolio management uh, in, uh, in exploration, we looked uh, and brought in a consultant from uh, pharmaceutical how they're thinking about uh, their portfolio management. Because uh, as a sign, some similarities, it's still an R&D, there are a lot of things that are not gonna work, they're gonna fail. So how you manage that, uh, how you look to, what are the metrics to make decision criteria, how you're looking to leading and lagging indicators. So there are these little nuances that um, they shouldn't stop us to look outside because we, we don't have to reinvent the wheel all the time, but we can learn from others. So they have similar challenges. So that's what I would like to see a little bit more. Um, what has your background in academic geology taught you about uh, the business of working in, uh, in exploration? Two things. Uh, one more, uh, I would say, from a technical point of view and one more from a leadership point of view. From a, from a technical point of view, partly because of my PhD scale, I was looking at, at regional scale, so big picture thinking. So I had to be very strategic on how I thought about region data and integration. I really like that. I like the, the big idea, the, the innovation, the, the thinking out of the box and, uh, and thinking, uh, working with ambiguity, working with um, a lack of uh, all, um, all knowledge. I, there were many things I didn't know. And so from a technical point of view, that big picture thinking uh, um, really carried me in back into how I think about exploration, uh, thinking at the strategic level, uh, at uh, partnership, uh, and, uh, and how we're thinking uh, at, at the globe. Then still from a technical point of view, I always knew in academia that I could never uh, just work on my idea and concept in isolation. Uh, I needed to collaborate with uh, with other people. Uh, I needed to have an uh, um, understanding of what others are doing, and how impact the knowledge I'm building and what I'm doing. And exploration is very much like that. There is none of us that has a full knowledge. We always have to, to learn from others, to challenge ourselves and to think differently. It's never a unique solution. So I'm, I'm bringing uh, that as well uh, from academia into the, into the exploration and how we collaborate and learn and know from others and integrate the learning. And the other piece is a, a little bit from a leadership point of view. It's um, how can you be, um, it, it, what I learned in academia, because I had the finite, finite, finite time and finite resources, uh, it was really, it's easy to get into the trick of uh, doing everything and expanding and never finishing the PhD. But actually, how can you be very focused on knowing that, yeah, all these things are nice to do, but these are the most important. But also recognizing when something is not working. And I did hit some walls during my PhD on things that ideas I had and I tested and didn't work. So how can you recognize that very quickly and move to the next one, how you can pivot to the next one? So that is, to me, is really important from a leadership point of view to, to grow back into exploration. 
how we avoid uh, to get uh, in love uh, with our ideas and concepts and keep working on things that, that never be working. So how we can make those decisions uh, quickly. And, and lastly, I would say the um, understanding of risk. And when I say risk, I'm talking about technical risk. Um, I, I learned quite a bit of that um, with, uh, with my PhD and, and the risk associated to uncertainty. We just can't know anything or everything. So how do I do the right technical work uh, um, to focus on the, the key uncertainties? And I brought that back definitely in exploration. There are definitely similarities there. I'm sure uh, there are other learnings, but these are the ones that uh, become to me strongly. Yeah. Um, obviously, as you're uh, leading the uh, BHP Explore program and, and obviously overseeing the um, exploration for, for BHP, what strategies do you employ uh, to, to sort of foster a culture of innovation and growth uh, to always sort of drive continuous improvements uh, in exploration operations? So it's, um, it's, uh, I would say, two steps or uh, twofold to that. Uh, there is uh, the, the collaboration uh, and uh, the external facing, uh, and then there is uh, the internal aspect of innovation and, um, and creativity. Externally, I encourage the team uh, through collaboration with universities, uh, with, with different type of research center to think out of the box. Uh, we, have, uh, we have a collaboration with the uh, with um, whether it's the technology through um, AWS and other companies like that. So I, I wanted to, to stretch the team so to think uh, who is doing uh, something very good out there that we can go and, and work with them and pick and learn from them. How can we also be there externally? How can we be at conferences? How we can be a different event uh, that we can learn from others, but also advertise ourselves a little bit more. So that's uh, it's fully encouraged and supported. And then internally, it's really important uh, to recognize uh, the space uh, to give to people uh, to learn fast in the sense of uh, have people uh, to, to feel comfortable uh, to test uh, new ideas uh, and get it wrong. Because at the end of the day, if you think about exploration, uh, our success rate, uh, let's say, is a 20% and it's being generous, which means that 80% of the time uh, we're not going to find a discovery. But that doesn't mean we haven't been successful. That means that we, we are testing idea and concept, and sometimes we're going to find something good, and sometimes we might find some uh, minerals, but they're not going to be the size that we want or the grade that we want. That's not a failure. So how can we, for me, it's really important to give space to people to think within that frame so that they can generate these ideas and we can test it very quickly if they are good or not. Yeah. And lastly, in concluding, um, what's the sort of short, short and medium term outlook uh, for both the, the BHP, BHP Explore program and obviously BHP Metals Exploration um, future over the next sort of short to medium term? For um, Explorer, we are um, we just uh, completed our call uh, for application for the second round for cohort 2024. We have doubled uh, the amount of application of last year, uh, and really excited. Amazing quality of opportunity, true global footprint, uh, and uh, we are we, we had 529 application, which is remarkable. And um, so we are now busy, busy on interview week. So we are interviewing the top uh, candidates 
and uh, we should uh, come with a recommendation um, of uh, the companies that we wanted to bring in court to 2024 uh, in the next couple of weeks. And so that uh, we're just going to be again running the program and completing at the end of June 2024. And we'll see next. Uh, we are also working in parallel on uh, um, future partnership with the companies uh, that were in a cohort 2023. So that is progressing in parallel. Um, and then for uh, exploration, uh, with this definitely the view on how we're taking the pipeline from explore companies that we've seen and we have sponsored into exploration. So how we progress that pipeline. And then for exploration itself, we are on the process of refreshing our strategy. And that is going to dictate quite a bit where are we playing, what type of technology we're going to focus and how we are going to to bring forward uh, our new set of activities and portfolio that's going to be uh, ready to go by January with also a new operating model and that should really support and delivering the strategy. But overall, uh, if I think about the medium and long term for exploration, uh, watch the space and see us doing a more partnership, working more externally with the ecosystem, testing some new technologies that can really unlock our ability to integrate data and look at that, and um, as well as um, moving us in, uh, in, in, very, in large areas and building more space. And lastly, it's really uh, continuous developing their talent. That's going to be a key aspect uh, of the new strategy. Sonia, thank you for your time. Appreciate uh, you giving us uh, an overview of uh, obviously the BHP Explorer program, what BHP are doing in the um, exploration space, and obviously sharing some of your insights, uh, especially coming from the petroleum industry and what lessons you've learned to bring into the mining industry. So really uh, appreciate your time. Um, if our audience wants to reach out to you, if they want to follow uh, any of your stories or uh, maybe um, look at uh, the Explorer program for, for future years, um, I wonder how they can, um, how can they go about doing that? What sort of social media platforms do you, uh, are, are you on and do you advertise on? So our, our media, main um, media platform is definitely LinkedIn. Uh, you, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, please uh, feel free to reach out. I'm always happy to talk to people and, uh, and share ideas and concepts. And also through my LinkedIn account, there is a direct connection to the BHP Explorer webpage if people want to find more information. And normally we post uh, on LinkedIn as well uh, any new advertisement, any new update uh, quite uh, consistently, I would say, on a weekly basis on BHP Explorer. So you can find a lot of information there. Our uh, web page for Explore is uh, bhp um, uh, 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 slash uh, uh, explore.com. <laughs> yeah, we can include those in the show notes so uh, for easy access. And as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, you're going to be at the mine at the uh, Resourcing Tomorrow event in London, which is at the end of November. And obviously, encourage anyone that's listening to go and go and get your tickets now. And obviously, Sonia's going to be uh, part of a panel there, um, and maybe they can meet you in person if they have any uh, questions. So um really like i said i really appreciate your time likewise thank you so much yeah. rob thanks a lot no. for talking to me yeah no that's great and i uh, hope you enjoyed that episode please uh, as always uh, share this episode with people 
in our industry, but also people outside our industry, because we need to promote mining. Um, it's it's a great industry to be in, um, and we need to showcase. We need to showcase uh, what we're doing. Sonia's obviously uh, spoken about some of the the, the programs, the Explorer program, encouraging junior miners to apply and help them develop their projects. So it's a great initiative. Um, so as always, appreciate your continued support. Please keep sharing these episodes. And until next time, happy mining. Thank you for listening. Remember to reach out to Rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, happy mining, helping each other to improve the mining industry.